Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of God Goes in Girl Talk. I pray that y'all had an amazing holiday weekend. I am just so grateful that I had some time to rest, to reconnect with my husband, reconnect with some of our friends. And most of all, I'm grateful that my voice has been restored. Amen? Okay. So I really am like feeling that in the literal and spiritual sense. Like last month, there were some really great moments, um, but I also had some moments that really challenged my faith. And it was one of those times where it seemed like one thing after another thing after another thing would pop up. And I'm just like, what in the world is happening? Um, uh, But honestly... It just is a testament of like how this whole year has been, right? Like, isn't that how all of 2020 has felt? It's like, bruh, what is this? <laughs> what is happening? Um, this year has had so many like twists and turns, and I feel like we've all had to learn how to remain focused on the promises of God. And so this month, we are going to be talking about the journey. Um, as we go into this last quarter, which started last month, um, but as we go into this last quarter of the year, it's really important that we appreciate the journey that we've been on, right? Like while every moment of this year may have not been fun or exciting or exhilarating, we really have to sit back and just recount the level of understanding and wisdom that God has brought us in this year. So, you know, just when I feel like I am so impressed, with like all this revelation that God has given me, he continues to teach me new lessons. And sometimes the lessons are not easy lessons. Sometimes they be hard, child. You heard my bad English? They be hard. <laughs> um, but we know that, the, that 
you know, we've had plans that have changed. We know that we've had relationships that have changed and even some of our jobs have changed, but God continues to be the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. And so I like to call life a journey because a journey suggests that we are traveling from one place to another, right? So you know, the Bible tells us that we're not going to be complete until the day of Christ Jesus, that there's always, you know, room for us to be um, growing and being under construction, so to speak. And so I feel like sometimes the way that people fall is that they feel like they've arrived in a place and you've not arrived. You can celebrate the places that you're in. We want God wants us to be content. Um but just understand that we are going from faith to faith, right? Like we're traveling from one place to another. Actually, it's Romans 1.17 that tells us that God's righteousness is revealed to us as we go from faith to faith. And so it's something that we are continuing to get better at, that we're continuing to grow, that you, you know, you shouldn't be stagnant in life because life is a journey. You shouldn't be stagnant in your faith. I don't care if you know the Bible frontwards and backwards, there's always room for you to grow and for you to be elevated. God is always calling us to come deeper into who he is and who he's called us to be. You can read one scripture one month and then the next month it can mean something completely different because you've lived a thing. Um, that really has recently been my kind of testimony. It's like um, I have read this scripture that was important to me, right? And what I love about God is a lot of times he'll have you live it out. Like, okay, this means a lot to you, now let's live it. Um, and I'm really excited because I'm actually teaching at church on Sunday. Woo. I'm like excited, nervous. I do this podcast, but, um, people who know me, know me, know that I do not like standing up in front of people and talking. I can sit down and we can converse all day long, but standing up and talking, God is really working on me yet. Okay. But Sunday, I'm going to go out here and do it for the Lord. Do you hear me? Um, <laughs> but the scripture that I'm teaching on, I've read and studied before, actually talked about it on the podcast. And then God was like, now let's live it so you can have something to really draw from on Sunday. <laughs> uh, so it has definitely been quite the task. But, you know, when we talk about this journey of life or talk about going faith to faith, like what does that look like? Like how do we go from faith to faith? And this week, what we're going to talk about is a skill that I have gotten very familiar with this year, okay? The pivot. <laughs> um, and we're going to take a look at how to navigate our faith journey in a practical sense and how to know when God is calling you to pivot. So y'all get y'all pens and y'all papers because we're getting super practical today, sis. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the show. Look, take a minute to go ahead, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and leave a review. We love to get feedback from our listeners, and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience. So if you have been blessed by God Goals and Girl Talk, if this is your favorite time of the week, is to spend it with me. First of all, God bless you, sis. I love you. But take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode, and make sure that you leave a review. Now let's get back to the show. 
So many people have been calling 2020 the year of the pivot. And I want to share a little bit about like what that means um, because y'all know I love definitions and today I have a whole analogy and I'm so excited because I get to talk about something that I absolutely love and you may not know this, basketball. Yes, I love basketball. So like we've traveled to NBA games. Like I love, I'm like loving the fact that basketball is back and the playoffs are happening. It's a whole thing, okay? Do not ask me what my team is my answer is going to be whatever team LeBron James is on. Okay? Okay. I have always been a LeBron James fan pre-Miami Heat. All right? So don't at me. I love LeBron James. I love basketball overall, but I really love LeBron James. Um, at one point, I wanted to play on my high school basketball team, and I am short. And that did not work out. So anyway, um, a pivot. <laughs> a pivot is an offensive move used in basketball. Offensive meaning that the player is in possession of the ball and is attempting to score. It's not offensive like I cussed you out and so now you're offended. It's offensive like I'm in possession of this Thing. So in basketball, it's the ball, and I'm attempting to make some headway. I'm attempting to score, right? That's the whole object of basketball. Take the ball in the basket, do so without violating or fouling anybody, right? Um, and when they are in possession of the ball, they are on the attack, right? An attempt of getting the ball into the basket. Are y'all following me? I promise y'all, like, this gets so good, so do not sleep on my sports analogy, okay? Okay. When a player pivots, they are in a, they are in position and can make the choice of either passing the ball, shooting the ball, or setting up another team member for a screen. Don't worry about what screen is, child. Just know that when you pivot, you have options, okay? The player with the ball has to keep one foot um in contact with the floor, but has enough mobility to make the next move. So most times people who are pivoting turn, like, you know, they turn left, right. Like you can turn all the way around, but your foot must stay in contact with the floor. Okay. So just imagine, and if you've never seen anybody pivot, just pause for the calls on this podcast, go to YouTube and type in basketball player pivot. And you will see, right, that you they are holding the ball. They have one foot on the floor, but they are moving. They are constantly, like, you can move any way that you need to to where you can pass the ball. And you can make more headway in your goal of trying to get the ball into the basket so you can get some points. Okay? Now... When I was talking to God about some of the pivots I had to make this year, he reminded me of a couple things. First, it is so important that we stay grounded or in contact with God, right? If that second foot moves, the one that's supposed to stay in contact with the floor all the time, the player is typically in a violation of traveling, right? But it's a violation. We're not gonna get technical. Just 
if you're holding the ball and you take <laughs> steps with the ball and you're not bouncing it, travel. Okay? Um, and so it is so important that we stay in contact, that we always have um, you know, contact with God, that we're grounded in Him in our pivoting, right? The point is that whatever move that we're making, if it's not rooted in God and you've lost touch with Him, you are in violation, right? Yeah, like, okay, cool. You got the job, but you stepped on some other people to get there, violation. Okay, cool. You got the money. You got the bag, you secure the bag, you secure the clothes, you got the house, whatever it may be. If you did so with a lack of integrity and it is not rooted in God, you are in violation. Violation. So, you know, a lot of times we will try to do things in our own strength and then we do it in violation. I have really learned that I don't want nothing if God is not at the foundation of it because it ain't gonna last. Like, yeah, you got the job, but now you're miserable in it. Yeah, you got you got the money, um, but now you can't maintain the money because you think that you're the source and not God, and you've done all of these really crooked things to get them, and it won't last. Yeah, you whatever you tried to get, like, you got it. That's cute. But you did it outside of God's will. And it may not be today or tomorrow that you are having to deal with the consequences. But the Bible says that you reap what you sow in due season. It don't have to be today. It don't have to be tomorrow. But it is so important that you continue to walk with integrity because not only do you reap what you sow, but... Furthermore, you'll disqualify yourself from something because you failed to pass a test that you've now limited yourself um, to an area or to a thing because you can't, God can't trust you to walk in integrity. Like this was a test and you ain't pass it. And that's sad, <laughs> right? So in everything that you do, you need to make sure that you have one one good, like you need to be in good contact. I'm not going to say have one foot in, one foot out. That's not biblical. What I'm saying is in terms of what we're talking about with the pivot, you need to make sure that you are in contact with God at all times, because if not, you will very easily find yourself in violation. And that's not where you want to be. Okay. Second, you have to be able to assess a situation and make a move. And sometimes you have to do that quickly, right? You always want to make sure that you are moving in wisdom, but some of us are going to have the possession clock run down to zero because you want to ask 50 million people about a set of instructions that God gave you. We ain't got time for that. Wise counsel is a blessing. But there are going to be some times when God tells you to move and you won't have time to phone a friend. And that's why remaining in God is so important in the first place, right? Because you're rooted in him. You have to really be familiar with how to um, assess to see where all the players are. You, you're not 
you're not just responsible for looking to see where your teammates are, but you have to be able to see where your teammates are and then also see where the opposing team is too. And that is why it's so important that we have to be strategic. You have to know how to navigate the court because if you're only focused on your team members, right, the other team could come and steal the ball away from you and now you're no longer in possession. You no longer are on the offense, but now you're working on the defense. And I feel like that's way too much sports talk for y'all. So I'm going to just, but you get what I'm saying, <laughs> right? You have to make sure that you are able to navigate the court. Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. So in the last few weeks, God has brought me this scripture and it really speaks to the pivot. It's Isaiah 30, 20 through 21, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, though the Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering to drink, he will still be with you to teach you. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether it be to the right or to the left. This is so powerful to me, right? Again, we have to stay rooted in God. That it says that you will see your teacher with your own eyes, right? You will hear him with your own ears. The devil be talking to, (laughs) flat out. The devil be talking to, and that is why it's so important that you stay grounded in God. The Bible says that um, the The followers of Jesus are the sheep. We know his voice and the voice of a stranger we will not follow. Some of y'all listening to some strange voices, child. The devil will lie to you in your own voice and make it think like you make you feel like it's God. And it don't be. It don't be. You have to test every spirit, every thought, every intention because the goal of the enemy, right? He's on the defense and we are on the offense because we're in possession of victory. He's on the defense. It's for him to get you in violation. For him to put you in a position where God was calling you to a certain place. He was aligning you with certain people and now you've done something and you have knocked yourself out of, you disqualified yourself. The shot clock is gone, like like the shot clock, possession clock done. Now the other team has the ball, and now you have to work to get back. That's unnecessary work, right? So it is so important that 
we are able to hear from God, that we see God in a situation, that you know where he's calling you to. And then you have to be um, aware enough to know if God is calling you, you know, to go right or to left. It tells you that he is right behind us and he's telling us the way that we should go. He orders our steps. And it is so important that when you pivot, you are doing so with God, right? You don't want to be in violation. That is a hard place to recover from. And you learn some hard lessons that way. And really recently for me, I've really had a series of unexpected pivots. And it wasn't something that I was really excited about, honestly. Um, Y'all, it was really kind of discouraging because I was feeling overwhelmed. And that is typically an indicator that I started trying to walk by myself. And somewhere along the way, I was like, I'm over here. (laughs) Right. Uh, And side note, just know that um, even when you're busy doing things that are good, you can still drift from God. Right. Like. It does not mean, like, when I say I wasn't walking with God, that mean I was out here, like, walling out, like, oh, I got an OnlyFans. Like, no, that, that's not what that means. But um, I simply returned to my default of trying to do everything in my own strength. Right? So it doesn't mean, like, I'm still out here, like, praying and doing the things and, you know, all of that. But um, when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel anxious, I know that it is because somewhere along the way, I put God's covering somewhere, I left it, I'm over here because I'm so excited, (laughs) right, about the things that he's called me to do, Um, and I'm trying to do things in my own strength. Anyway, I went back to the basics. So back to my prayer closet, and I re-surrendered all of my endeavors to God. I specifically remember telling him, like, whatever you want to do, or whatever you want me to do, I submit Y'all, the pivot. Be careful. Look, when you pray, you better mean it. (laughs) Like, like you better mean that thing. Because it seems like stuff that's crazy will start happening. Um, Most recently, the situation that I had happened. I'm like, God, what? What? (laughs) What is going on, Lord? Like, talk to your girl. What is happening? Please let me know. And he said, remember when we had that conversation? You said whatever I wanted to do, however I needed to do it, do it. Even if you didn't like it. And I did say that. I was like, even if I don't like it, God, just just rip the band-aid off. Do like do it. Because I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. I'm this, I'm that. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Pivot. <laughs> right? And so now... I'm rebuilding our website. We got a new logo. Okay, who this? Um, you know, we have new members on our team. We have a new social media strategy. The difference is, though, that even though, once again, I'm doing multiple things, I feel so refreshed. I feel so refreshed. I feel like our, um, you know, the organization um, is is refreshed. I just feel like God has given me fresh vision that, you know, I've made this, I made this pass, right? We like, we're scoring buckets out here and it in the moment can seem very pressing, right? You have the ball, you're trying to look at, you know, you're trying to look at the, um, the defensive team and you're, you're looking for your other people on, 
on your team, sometimes you looking for people on your team and you're like, bro, where you at? <laughs> right? Like, where are you? How are you over there? Y'all know that meme of LeBron James where his hands, <laughs> bruh, what? <laughs> um, sometimes you can feel like that. But when you get that basket, when you get the pivot, when you make that move, it feels so good, right? God tells us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And for me, that means that if I'm feeling super pressed, I am out of alignment because that's not the will of God for me, okay? His burden is easy, his yoke is light. Does not mean that there won't be work involved, but that means that he has graced me for everything that he has called me to. And if I am feeling pressed, I didn't miss the grace somewhere, child. I got to go back and find it because he ain't never left. I didn't set it down somewhere. Okay. All right. So how do you get back in alignment? You need to get on your face before God and surrender every part of your life. I mean, your education, your business, your home, your relationships, all of it. There are people who, you know, tell God, I have said to God, anybody that needs to be in my life, God, allow them to be there. And anybody that does not need to be there, God, remove them. Don't look, don't be, then don't be upset and sad when he removes them. He's giving you what you asked for. Now, it may not look like exactly what you thought it should. He ain't going to send you a text message first like, hey, y'all, look. This person about to start tripping. Just know. Remember that prayer you prayed? No. You can be like, yo, what is this? And then when you really sit down and have a conversation with him about it, he'll be like, you you asked for this. You asked me to come in your organization and change it and have my way with it and do it. And so, yeah, yep, delete all those classes and start rebuilding the academy this way. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? Uh, so don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Don't worry about who may or may not have gotten over on you because look, y'all, God sees it all. He knows it all. And in due season, he will deal with the details. There's a scripture that says that he'll make your enemies your footstool. So when God comes back, I need to be in position where he finds me right where he called me to be, right? I don't have time to worry about what the next person is doing. Do not be afraid of the change. You want to embrace it. God will give you the insight that you need to pivot. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sis, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different 
different names and character of God and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards just like you would build your own resume it is so cool it's so fun and God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life y'all he been out here saving us okay get the journal get in a position and a posture of gratitude i pray that it blesses you you need to get it now let's get back to the show okay so here are your three p's to pivot the first p to pivot is pray This is always going to be our first step in anything that we do. You have to really submit yourself to the thy will be done mentality, right? When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, he was like, God, can we talk about this? Is there any other way? Is no other way? Any, any, anything. Can I come back? No, he didn't say that. Can I come back? Like I just, these people down here. Right. But God, but Jesus knew what God was calling him to next. He knew that it was, it was big and it was a big deal. And he, he struggled with that. The, the, the Bible says that he prayed blood came from his, like blood came from his head. (laughs) Like he, he was intense at the level of intensity. He knew what he had to do. And he asked God, if there's any other way, but then submitted himself to not my will, but yours be done. And when you submit something to God, you have to know that he will remove concepts. He will change people and remove people. He will change your principles. Anything that does not belong, he's going to get rid of it and be okay with that. You have to be strategic in your prayers You want to be selfless in your prayers. I have found that some of my biggest breakthroughs and insight have been when I come to God to intercede for someone else. Interceding meaning I come and I I make requests on their behalf of God. If I know that I have a friend who is um, dealing with a certain struggle, that I pray for them and I ask God to give them an answer on, you know, I'm praying on their behalf. and a lot of my greatest insights have come when I pray for somebody else. And not only when I pray for somebody else, but also when I come to God, not necessarily asking him for anything. I feel like a lot of times we come to God with our hand out, which he tells us that we can ask him for anything. But I've had days where I've tried to be very intentional about, okay, God, what can I do for you today? That is my question. God, how can I serve you today? God, how can you use me today? I think sometimes we get very, very focused on what we're going through that we don't pray in a way that God has called us to for the nations, to pray for our government, to pray for, you know, all of these different entities. We actually talked about this at a Bible study um, that I do every Thursday with my church, um, my church sisters, because I love them so much. And we were talking and asking the question of like, do we pray for our government? Because we should, it's in Psalms. 
You should read Psalms, y'all. It's good. Um, but we should. Even if you don't agree with who is in office, these are still the people that are making decisions. And you should pray for them because they're making decisions that impact you. You better pray for some wisdom up in that White House, child. Okay? Um, the Bible tells us that we are to pray for the people that hurt us, right? Like we're, we're supposed to love our enemies. Um, you have to really ensure that when you come to God in prayer, that your heart is clear from offense when you come to God. There's a scripture in the Bible that says that if you have an alt against your brother, like you can leave whatever little sacrifice you brought is cute. It don't say little sacrifice, y'all. That's me. Um, you can leave your sacrifice right here at this altar. God don't care if you out here feeding the homeless every day. If you've done something to somebody or if you have some kind of offense with somebody, if you do not address that, if you do not apologize, if you do not make that right, if you do not reconcile that situation, this, I don't want this sacrifice. <laughs> you don't want it. So when you pray, you need to make sure that you are being strategic that you are being selfless and you need to ensure that your heart and your mind is clear from offense and not only that someone has offended you i feel a lot like a lot of times um we like to pose ourselves as offense happening to us but you need to make sure that you are um repenting in the event that you've offended someone else and you've done something to someone else, it is really hard for us as humans sometimes to realize like we are the villain in somebody else's story. There have been situations where I'm like, mm, I could have did that differently. And I should have. Let me repent. <laughs> because that, even though your intention, God does not care about your intentions. Let's just be for real. Um, your intentions... And your actions are two different things. You may not have intended to be hurtful. You may not have intended for something to um, be taken a certain way. But what you did caused X, Y, and Z. You need to address it. You're still responsible for your actions. When we get to judgment day, God's not going to be like, well, what were your intentions? He's going to say, what did you do? Hmm? All right. So... Make sure that your um, your heart is clear from offense. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. And that takes some maturity, okay? Once you done did something to me, my flesh be like, I ain't praying. Man, look. But when you have a heart like that, know that you're only hurting yourself, okay? So it's very important. And you have to grow to this place of... Um, where, you know, ask God to give you the maturity to pray for people that have hurt you. Because honestly, those are the people that really need prayer. They really do. Honestly, they really do. Um, with your prayer to pivot, you need to make sure that you are surrendering, that you're repenting, and that you're reconciling, and that you give God the space then to speak to you. Okay, we have way too many one sided conversations with God where we be sitting here doing all the talking. But didn't we come to him for help? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and let him talk. Um, I am guilty. <laughs> like, I stop talking. Child. Um, So when you go to God, make sure that you 
you know, give him that space where you, you know, you surrender, you repent, you reconcile, and then have a pen and paper and just sit there and don't be on your phone and just sit in the presence of God. He will speak to you. He's always speaking. Okay, so first P in the pivot, pray. The second one, plan. This gets overlooked way too much. Many of us want to be seen being busy and then we fail to have a plan. We have tactics and no tact. That is a problem. (laughs) There's an old saying that says that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. How are you maximizing the resources that you've been given, right? What are your key performance indicators, your KPIs? How do I know if something is working well? Are you setting SMART goals? SMART goals meaning that they're specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-based. No matter what you are asking God, you need to be counting the cost, right? We'll talk more about counting the cost in depth this month. And you need to be strategic. Don't be in such a rush to look busy that you are not truly about God's business. Like, oh, you you busy, that's cute, but I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> right? And then the last P is proceed. Now that you've prayed, now that you've planned, go. The spirits of perfectionism and procrastination will really try to keep you bound. You have to start taking the first step. You have to remain grounded in God and continually assess and navigate the court, right, that God has called you to. It may not be a basketball court. He may have called you to, um, you know, the court of doing people's hair. I don't know. But if that's your ministry, if that's what God has called you to do, then you need to do it. You need to be constantly assessing that you need to make sure that you're being strategic in what he's called you to do. Whatever he's called you to do, you need to pray, plan, and proceed. Because when you don't proceed, when you are delaying your obedience, that is still disobedience. And that is not a place where you want to be. Okay? So don't be afraid of the pivot. Ensure that when you're pivoting that you are spirit-led And it's not, and it's Holy Spirit led. Let's be very clear. Holy Spirit led. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit led. Because it's all kinds of spirits, child. Make sure that it's Holy Spirit led and that it's not a move made out of emotion um, or because you've been offended by someone or something, right? Ensure that everything that you do brings honor and glory to God and that you're representing him with how you move. If you pivot to another job, leave your current position with integrity. Pivoting does not mean that you burn bridges. Okay? Let me say that. Pivoting does not mean that you burn bridges. God may use that person, he may use that company, or he may use that situation later in life. And so you you really want to make sure that you move with integrity. It drives me nuts that we, like, you violate somebody, right? And then expect to still have access to them. Like, do not violate people and then expect to still have access to them. That is insane. <laughs> like, what? 
um, you want to make sure that you are pivoting with grace. You pivot with grace. And God will be with you when you pivot. It is our default practically all year that we have just been pivoting. Pivoting, 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 pivot. Oh, this didn't work, pivot. Lost your job, pivot. Career change, pivot. My my mindset of what I want in life has pivoted in the last 12 months. It is like pivot. Um, so it is the you know the buzzword of the year and so i am just really prayerful that this blessed y'all and that you were able to use those three p's of prayer plan and proceed um to pivot and work on your pivot god is calling us to greater we have to be able to move in such a way that is integritous but also Um, where we're being strategic. And so I think it's so important that we are looking at these different strategies and these different skills that if God is calling you, you know, you may be frustrated in your position and you're sitting here frustrated and you're asking God to give you an answer, but really that frustration is because God is calling you to pivot. Sit down and ask God, is he calling you to pivot? Pray, plan, and proceed. Just because God said, like, yeah, girl, you're going to work for yourself. Don't mean go quit your job tomorrow. (laughs) Okay? Like, no, 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 (laughs) no. You're tripping. It means that you need to start praying, that you need to plan, and then you need to start taking the steps to get to where God is showing you. So I love y'all. Y'all remember, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.